Well, 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 let's see how you guys are going to get yourselves out of this one. Where we left off, Crow was floating on a tiny iceberg. Trees was hiding in the sand dunes near the wrecked loot cart. And Karzalek picked a fight with a single pirate guarding a literal boatload of treasure on a dock. And much to Barton his surprise, there was a little bit more to the security situation here than first met the eye. Uh, for example, just one thing, as an example, the invisible dogs that just materialized and began lunging at you guys. Just, just that. So first, I need to know both of your armor classes, and we're going to just dive right into it. That's a 19. 19. And... Art has 16. Okay. Dog number one at Karzalek. Natural 12. Miss. 18 on the die for the Bart attack. Oh, my. Let me roll some damage. Blink dog number one damage. Seven damage. Ouch. And it teleports. Holy teleport. Bartman. To right here, about 10 feet away from you. Then we are going to roll initiative. Oh, wow. Oh, Nelly. The double sixes. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. So we have a bite and a miss, a bite and a hit for seven damage. Ouch. We have for initiative a six and a six. Yep. Oh, yeah. What's your uh, modifier, each of you? Two and one? I go first. Two for Bart, so. So. Okay, let's put this in the order here. All right. The dogs are going to roll. They rolled a natural one. Ouch. Sweet. And the pirate is going to roll. Whatever you're rolling on, it sounds your your dice rolls sound very nice. Tonight. Oh, you can hear them. That's lovely. Yeah, we you can, can hear my desk. They sound very crisp, like sounds like a nice like wooden trays. <laughs> it is just a a particle board desk from Wayfair. Um, so <laughs> nothing fancy, but sponsor it us, does... please sponsor us, Wayfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, episode of SRG brought to you by Wayfair. Uh, not really. <laughs> Um, but I like being able to hear the dice. It's nice. Um, okay, so finally, the pirate rolled a 10. Mm -hmm. So first up, the pirate is going to attempt to... Uh, you had been trying to grapple this pirate before, and he's going to try to grapple you now. Okie dokie. So give me a athletics or acrobatics Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a five from Cars and a 17 from the Pirate. You are grabbed. Oh, sweet. Um, and I think that is what the Pirate is going to do for its action. It is going to kind of 
grimace at you and say, you don't know what kind of trouble you've gotten yourself into. And we're going to go to Bart's turn. Okay. I'm going to summon a totem, Ben. Okay. You happen to have a totem token. Alright, go for it. So, to start, Bart is going to put down his uh, Shepherd class ability thing, which is summoning a totem of a certain type that gives everybody a special bonus in 60 feet. Um, it is incorporeal, so it can't be attacked. I'm going to summon a bear totem. Actually, bear exactly totem. where it is is fine. Okay. So, Bart is going to stomp onto the ground and be like, By the blood of yours, I summon you. And this totem is going to pop out of the deck. And okay. it's going to be like a spiritual-looking bear that's just kind of like... Uh, wandering about in place, like sniffing the ground. Okay, like that. so spectral-looking entity. Yep. Okay. All right, so me, every, all of my allies within 60 feet, and myself, get temporary hit points equal to 5, plus my druid level. Nice. So we That's get 7. Goal. 7 HP, temporary yep. HP cards. All right, um, sweet. Nope. Yep. Uh, this is also, this is a bonus action, doing this, summoning this totem. And then also, the bear totem gives, uh, in addition, you and your allies have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while in the aura. Wow. Oh, and what's the range on this soul. 60 feet. 60 feet? Oh, that should come in handy. Yep. Okay. So you should so be better at grappling. Grappled or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, but to work pretty well, so. Yeah, what kind of a uh, action is that to summon your totem? It's a bonus action. Bonus action. Right on. Yep. Okay. All right. Then I will, uh, for my normal action, let's see. Do, 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 do. I will uh, uh, pull out my little pouch of good bugsies okay. and summon forth my uh, freighterous fleas and blow them at the closest dog. I'm going to cast the Infestation Cantrip. So the dog right. needs to make a Constitution saving throw. The dog will make a Con saving throw. And roll a natural one. All right, so it takes 1d6 damage. And which one of the dogs are you doing? The one next to cars that... The one uh, right next to us. Did yeah, not successfully one. bite? Yeah, the, that one. All right, so it takes 1d6. Okay. Takes three damage. Redamage. Okay. okay. And so Ben, then it need uh, you need to roll a one d four, and right. it, you assign each one of the directions. Uh, okay. Or each one of the numbers a direction, and if it can possibly move in any of those directions, it has to move that direction. So basically. I should assign the numbers before. Yeah. And then so roll. so like one is west, two is north. Three okay. is east, four Starting south. from the left, one is west. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, on our map here. Not, exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, with that in mind, it rolls a three, pushing it down the pier, east. correct? Yep. Okay. And so it must move its Just movement five feet. speed? Just, Just five, five feet. feet. Okay. Yep. 
Okay, that does not bring it out of a threatened square. No, and forced movement doesn't do that anyways. My okay. my my gam my gambit there was to try to get it to step off the pier, but sure, not sure, sure, quite, sure. Close. <laughs> All right, and that will be uh, actually now that it's moved, I can. What? How high is this crate? Uh, the crate next to you is about four feet high. Can I spend how, like so? Can I like spend my move to climb on top of it? How high is the pillar over here? Um, I think it's actually lower than. Oh, um, that one is—it's uh, it's the support pillar for this dock. You know, they kind of like raise, uh, rise up to around like waist height usually. Sure. Um, okay. The ones at the very end, uh, as a matter of fact, are a little bit higher up because I did describe the one at the end as having a torch on it. There's some lanterns illuminating the pier here um, that are sort of like resting around the loot. And then there is the torch casting bright light around it. Can I move on to that pillar to the south? You can try to. I will be satisfied with this box for now, and I will end my turn. It is, for people listening, potentially, it is in the middle of four squares. It is significantly (laughs) less than five feet in width, and it is a slippery rounded wooden top thing. Oh, sure. Uh, if it's rounded, yeah. then for sure. Sounds yeah, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, completely perfectly round, but you've seen the tops of these, like, logs yeah. driven into the docks before. Sometimes they get a little bit uh, worn down over the years. So, okay. moving forward, if that's the end of your turn. Is. Alright. Next, in the order, is Karzalek. Through gritted teeth, Cars growls out, get your filthy hands off me. And we're going to try break this grapple. Okay. Is a, that's a um, athletics check or strength? Athletics. And you have advantage. And you do have advantage from Bart's totem. You don't even need it. You don't even need it with a 15 versus a 7. Okay. You bust on out. And the pirate sort of takes a step back, like, Ugh. You guys have been sort of uh, sparring a little bit here, you know? No weapons have been drawn on each other quite yet, but the two of you have both grabbed at each other, sort of jostled back and forth. Right, okay. Um, I think with that, I, I'm going to conserve any further action and pass my turn. Okay. Then it is the oh, dog. Wait, before oh. that, act, sorry, may I actually take that statement back? Yes. Wait, no, never mind. I, re- I remember opportunity attacks. I, I double retract that statement. Okay. I will say, uh, not now, but at some point in the future, we're going to implement the taking the finger off the chess piece policy, where yep. if you say what you do and there's a moment of recognition and then I move on to the next thing, then we just move on to the next thing. Um, and that, that goes for armor class, for hits, that goes for spell DCs, that goes for life and death stuff but all right we have um, lives on the line yes okay so blink dogs go and they're going to go one next to cars elect that got uh, pushed that direction track to die hold on uh that is a miss i believe and it is going to use its attack action to also teleport. Moving to right here, 
just next to the totem, but away from the two of you by about five feet. The other one is going to run. So this, this totem is spectral, yes? Yarp. It is completely incorporeal and yeah, it's, it's a, a spirit. Solid object. Okay. This one uh, is going to sort of run forward and just flavor wise. I think you see this sort of like magic tendrils around the, uh, the aura of this dog as it sort of like blinks through that little area and runs right up on top of you, Bart, and tries to jump up on top of you with two legs raised to uh, scratch you and bite you. I don't want to be scratched. And it, uh, I believe this is a hit. Uh, 18? Yep. Yeah, that's a hit. And it does four damage. Okay. And so when they attack, they have a they like from what you were saying last time, they can just blink as part of an attack. Um, from what you can see so far here, uh, without making a check to determine more information, they have the ability to translocate themselves. Um, the way I phrased it, yes, I can see how you're drawing that conclusion, but I will keep this behind the screen for the time being. Sure. Um, that being said, when you showed up, you didn't see them at all. So right. you don't really quite know what's going on here. Speaking of which, we get to the top of round two, and I need both of you to make me a perception check. That's a 19 from Cars. Nice, Cars. And a 14 from Che. Okay, so Karzalek, in the time that you held your action and and uh, broke the grapple, uh, and sort of like, you know, set your stance, you notice something that only catches your eye because of a, a recent traumatic memory with some uh, kind of nasty birds in a swamp. You see circling above you a shape in the dark. Uh, and it's clearly avian in nature. Uh, maybe bigger than a seagull by a little bit. Large, slightly larger than a seagull in the sky. Yeah, circling above you. Like, mm -hmm. you think if you weren't on a dock, maybe it would be like a vulture-sized kind of bird. Mm. That's, a, um, that's a pleasant portent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then trees. I need you to make me a perception check as well. Oh, oh boy. Um, that's a fifth. 15 even. Okay. Yeah, 15 straight. 15 even is just what you need. Where we last left you, you heard shouting and you saw torchlight coming back around the building as you retreated into the dunes with your one gold ingot. Now you hear pretty clearly only a, a couple of dunes away as you sort of slink from from spot to spot, feeling like they're they're too close for comfort. You hear them arguing. And it sounds like, you know, if, if you were to catch every other word and, and piece it together over a few kind of garbled yelling at each other, these these, these two, you you get the sense that they don't know what's going on with this treasure. They are talking about Oland house. They are talking about, oh no, we're gonna get fired. 
they're talking about what's this this is all this metal in these chests and they say something about man uh miss oland certainly had a lot of fine silver and gold and why does she have a bunch of copper and i will allow you an action here if you'd like to um i have have i returned to my equipment because i had stashed it i think you're within sight of your equipment you're okay you're within a move action of your equipment i don't think that there's anything that i want to have anything to do with here anymore like i feel like i've heard what i need to hear Mm -hmm. And I believe I'm still concentrating on my silent image, pretending to be a bear, uh, (laughs) climbing through these sand dunes and Um, uh, clambering towards my stuff. Did we make you a concentration check when you took the damage from the, and you maintained it? It was the only thing I rolled good on last session. That was how that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I had a faint memory of that, but it was almost like a dream. It was Um, the only good roll. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Is that I still look like a bear. Right. Okay. No. So this bear in the sand dunes, clutching a gold Very bar, slowly, is, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Clambering Making your way to your towards equipment. its equipment. Okay. Yeah. And you're sort of gonna vamoose out of there. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be associated with this scene at no, all anymore. No. Totally. And, and um, so there's there's really only um two ways to go here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on a beach, and there's like these defunct-looking, uh, you know, maritime industrial buildings on wharfs mm-hmm. across from you. Um, and there's to your left and to your right along the beach, to your right is back down towards the town, towards your mm-hmm. friends, and to the left mm-hmm. is back closer to the boat with uh, Jonathan Frum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to the north of me are some cliff sides that I had clambered down before. You could clamber, this is true. I did not, yeah. uh, I always am not thinking in the cat three dimensions. Yes, I've got cats. You could probably, even though you're injured, still totally climb up those cliffs. Like with like one gold bar and like yeah. what's left of my equipment, I will try to look like a bear and clamber up these cliffs <laughs> okay. um, away from all the hubbub. Okay, and I think what we see is you sort of look one time back over your shoulder down at where you had seen before the um, the torch illuminating the cart where they had gone around the back of the building. Now you see them just shouting at each other and you hear them faintly growing quieter and quieter. Uh, and you see the light of their torch glinting off all the metal strewn around and the horses nowhere to be seen. Okay. I- I think I take a couple breaths at the top as I reach the top of this cliff, and I look out, and I probably see that the ship has set sail at this <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah, you might, have, you might have seen that as well, that there's no longer the lanterns and lights at the end of the pier. It's just yeah. uh, it's just dark over there. I'm not going to yeah, make so you make a perception check for that or something. That's a, okay. a point of focus. You guys Appreciate just it. did a stakeout of that, of that mm-hmm. area, and then you followed this cart, so that, that checks out for me. Yeah. So I finally get my breath in and I look at it and I'm like, oh, shit. And I just like slowly start making my way back into town. Okay. <laughs> Not slowly, like at a at a pretty brisk pace. Okay, at a pretty like brisk pace. Yeah. Like one, cool. uh, one mile per hour less than a suspicious run. You're, you're just uh, booking it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Just like, a, yeah, not too, not running, but not running, a brisk but walking. A brisk walk. Okay. And I'll have my loot out as if I'm... Not, and I'm not a bear anymore. I dispelled okay. the bear. You dispelled the bear. Okay, a, good. An, Thank you for specifying an, that because yeah. uh, I, I would play out the rest of this adventure with you as a bear if that's how and, you wanted to roll. And but. it would be fair that trees might forget. 
Yeah. But <laughs> it's probably time, 10 minutes, like, by the time yeah. I get to the top of the cliff, I'm... Sure, and that's how long that lasts anyway. Okay, so... Back at the pier. Cars, you noticed this circling entity above you, avian in nature. And it's the pirate's turn. And he is going to be frustrated with you guys grabbing at each other for a while here. And he's going to draw his cutlass and swipe at you, cars. Bring it on. Oh, it's a miss, and it clangs off your armor. And he is going to kind of look a little frustrated as you guys have now taken a few hits and a few misses and are still standing there pretty much right where you were and giving him a real hard time. Um, and he, he looks back over his shoulder for a second at where the ship was, and you just hear a quiet string of curses from him. Bart, you're up. <clears throat> okay. It's kind of hard. Uh, yeah, this dog is a bit is of a right next to me. Okay, I'm going to. Bart is once again going to, like, stomp his foot, clap his hands, and. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. Hmm by blowing some dust off of my palm into the 20-foot cube that's going to hit all the all the enemies. Okay. The 20-foot cube, that, yes, it, it would hit uh, all the enemies here because we can see that the, even though the totem is right there, I'll try to put that one layer lower. Um, there. Excuse me. Okay. Um, and what does Fairy Fire do? Tell us. Um, they need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And if they fail, they are outlined in a dim light. And also, Ben, it is not yes. going to affect the pirate. It's going to affect only the doggies, by the way. Okay, yes. The dog's on the left. Okay. Yep. So, I will tell you, they rolled pretty poorly. Um, they both fail. I okay. know your, your DC approximately, and it's not yeah, a it's five 13. or a three. No. So. <laughs> Okay, so then any attack roll against them for the next minute, um, as long as they maintain concentration on the spell, yeah. has advantage. Excellent. Okay, you, you're you're doing the druid thing. You're giving you guys a little bit of an edge when you can here. True. Okay. Is that and the end uh, of your that turn? will be my turn. Yep. Okay. Karzalek, you are up. Karzalek's uh, seeing. His buddy getting nipped at by these hounds uh, shouts over his shoulder, Hang on, Bart! And I'm going to use my action to disengage uh, okay. and move five feet um, back towards land, try in a in a sense, trying to body block. Sure, um, yeah. Art. Moving yourself and at least between, diagonally between uh, one of the dogs and sort of right next to the other dog blocking right. cars. Sure. And, or sorry, blocking and you know Bart. what? If, and to kind of like further draw their attention over onto him i'm going to expend my one action surge to um swing at ah. the dog uh diagonal to bart that is the one closest to bart um with my longsword one-handed a a uh, cunning use of the action surge and disengage action if i do say so myself Thank okay you. all right let's take a so swing. take a swing oh, Ooh, nice that's a crit, crit. Okay. Woo, okay let's 
pull a crit card. This could be what you guys need. I will say that. And uh, what, oh, what's your weapon? Remind us. Um, you're using a sword or a... Uh, yep, long sword, one-handed. Long sword. Okay. Shuffling the deck here from Nord Games. Open wound. For the next 1d8 rounds, the target must make a DC 16 constitution saving throw when attempting to move five feet or more. On a failed save, it takes 1d8 damage. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let me get my d8. For the next two rounds, the... Uh, wounded uh, dog right here. And you said you attacked the one closest to Bart? Correct. That one needs to make constitution saving throws uh, when attempting to move five feet or more on a failed save. It takes 1d8 damage. All right. Um, I think we see cars, you sort of like sever uh, a little bit of flesh around like probably a tendon or something on this dog. Um, and I believe you need to deal damage still, right? You, you, is it 14? Is that your roll? Um, let's see. It says 11 plus 3 slashing. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, it's or 11 plus 3. No, no. So this would be 1d8 plus 3, I believe. Correct? Or is it plus your... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 1d8 plus 3. That was what was confusing to me there. Okay. So damage is 11 on that hit. And you know what? This is interesting. You hear this dog yip and yowl in pain. And it seems to kind of like almost shift its stance a little bit. Um, make me an insight check. Well, I can 14. Hmm? I can speak to animals and understand animals. So if the okay. dog said something, I'd be able to understand. Um, I don't think that dogs and other animals are always saying something when they make animal noises. Um, but with a check of 14, it, it, you as players do not need your speak with animal trait because it is adequate enough to tell you that this dog looks uh, like a kicked dog. It doesn't want to be here anymore. It's not going to fight to the death. It's not a soldier trained with honor and valor to sacrifice itself for king and country. It's a dog. Um, so it, you get the sense that this thing has been cowed into submission or might, you know, not attack or, or is afraid of you or it might w run away or one of those things. Hey, I'm looking bad. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it did. <laughs> yeah, you know, dogs as enemies is a problematic thing in itself. But I mean, you know, it did try to ice Bart. So I mean, whatever. Yeah, You're yeah, wrong. exactly. It tried to ice Bart. Bad dog. More problematic is the people that trained this dog. Shame on yeah. them. Yeah. Shame on Sorry, them. I that pirate again. Like I'm coming for you. Yeah. Right. No, when, when we're done, pirates are gonna have words with you guys about cruelty to animals. Uh, the party that mercilessly murders birds. Anyway. Um, hey, not all of us. Not all of you. Okay. <laughs> so, Karzalex uh, turn over. Dog turn start. First dog. It tries to run. I oh, rolled yeah. for it. It tries to run. 
As it tries, it needs to make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. Uh, check the dog's stats here, because it's going to be close. It's a fail. It takes 1d8 damage. Ooh, almost maximum damage. Um, it's just, there's a lot of blood trailing from this thing as it uh, it moves away. Uh, one, like, you know, one step and then just sort of blinks out of existence. Uh, and you don't see where it goes. Okay. Uh, the other one is going to act unencumbered by this horrible status effect that you guys got from that crit card. Uh, it's going to attack cars. And it gets a nat 20. It is Woo! not named. It is not going to get a crit card. Uh, I'm sure this dog has a name, but I didn't name the dog because I, then I get attached to it. You know, like that's, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Smart, smart. Yeah, um, good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Zach says in chat, name the dog. Zach, <laughs> uh, you so, don't want the DM to name every character. Dog erasure. Yeah, that is Don't the, the, the problem with having named creatures. Is only named enemies I will draw crit cards for. Um, and we'll talk more about that another time. This dog does some damage, I believe, to cars. How much damage? Um, uh, 13 damage? How's that? Ooh, okay, that's that's damage. Um, Remember, you have... Bonus. Temporary yeah. hit points. It was uh, seven, correct? I have seven mm -hmm. over here. Okay. Okay. Temporary hit points coming in clutch. Okay. Um, so that's the dog's attack, and as it attacks, to confirm your suspicions, Che, yes, it does teleport away almost as soon as the bite terminates. And right, it ben. doesn't teleport very far, but it teleports away. Do I get a bottle cap? <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, joke. No, you do not. For understanding <laughs> the mechanics of a CR one half thing, no. Damn. You do not. Shit. Um, okay. Then we are done with that round, round number two. And Crow, you are drifting yes. on a chunk of ice <laughs> in the middle of the harbor. Yep. And you can see the uh, the stern of the ship moving away from you. It's probably within a matter of seconds uh, as it's being rowed by, you see now about 10, 12 different oars coming out the sides of the little portholes on the deck below where you jumped out of the cannon hole. Uh, I'm sure there's a more technical term for the cannon hole, but I don't <laughs> know it. Sounds um, good to me. You're 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 clinging to your um, rose at the end of Titanic door uh, or whatever it was, and what do you do? Um, I assume that I don't hear the sounds of puppy-related battling. I do not think so. Um, yeah, um, I pretty I, much I, I just five hundred something feet away, out in the harbor. You hear wind, and you hear. Yeah. as the waves sort of lap at around you. And I think you're also a little bit more focused on that you just jumped into very frigid water yes. and then made a chunk of ice to cling to. I basically just try to lie down on it and be stable and just think about the choices that I've made in my life that got me to this point. 
and try not to be heard or seen by anybody. <laughs> okay. That's really that is, it. That is a good call. So, gonna hold your action and chill. Yeah, I mean, w- once I'm kind of like, if the ice flow that I'm on is like calm and stable, then I might think about trying to propel myself a little. But for now, okay. I need to like take my pack off kind sure, of thing. Okay. Like, like okay. hold on to it, but not be sure, sure. unbalanced and dangerous. And you, you sort of just uh, maybe even we see you like wring out a little bit of water from your completely soaked clothes and think, oh, this is futile. This this chunk of ice is not going to keep me dry. I'm going to have to propel it somehow even to get back. And you yeah. look back at the town and you've traveled about, you know, you don't know how many feet. Pro wouldn't yep. know how many feet. But as a player, I will tell you, you are over 500 feet away from town. I've, I've measured. Mm-hmm. So I basically see like distant lights, if anything. Right? Yeah, 500 feet is hard to gauge um, when you're thinking about distance if you're right. laying on a chunk of ice off the coast of a settlement. That's hard to picture, I think, for any normal human being. So, um, yeah, so you, you sort of get acclimated there. Interesting. All right, we'll come back to you. Sounds good. Okay. Round three? Yep. Pirate is going to draw his short bow, and he is going to knock an arrow and shoot at cars. He's about, you know, five feet away from you. Oh my god, he got a natural one. I am not rolling well for my NPCs tonight. Let that be known. I feel like you've rolled a couple crits, haven't you, though? I rolled one. One crit. One, okay. One. And it was on a dog. It was a dog. It was a dog. I mean, come on. It was a nameless dog. It was a nameless dog that has a D6 for damage. So, mm, I don't know. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, So, but it does not, this pirate, also not a named NPC, does not get a crit card. Or fail card. Sorry. Does not get a fail card. What you get for not having a backstory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't write backstories for everybody. This, um, this. Eh? Oh, I was just going to say, this system of naming things would be very frustrating with... There, I think there's, like a, there's some sort of uh, prestige class that's all about knowing the names of everything. Oh, so you can, shit, like, really? learn the true name of a creature. <laughs> Learning it's, like, That would name. be very problematic. It would be like, damn it, fuck, now this creature has a name. Yeah, and now well, it can crit. <laughs> then maybe we'd have to adjust the, the uh, definition of the rule. The reason that only name NPCs get crit cards is because there are, in some of the materials that I prepared, pre-named people. And they are more, like, significant. There's also, like, as Crow saw on the Rustide Rider, uh, how many would you estimate were on that ship? Crow, you, you explored it a lot. How many souls do you think crew that ship? Um, I think I saw roughly a dozen, but, you know, people were coming and going, couldn't quite mm-hmm. get a good count. Right. And then you guys killed nine back at the lighthouse. So maybe they're operating a little bit under capacity. But anyway, you get the idea that there are a lot of pirates, and that's just one ship. Can't name them all. All right. Less pirates every day. Less pirates every day when you guys are around. Um, Bart, you are up. 
this uh, this pirate uh, just takes a step back as he ends his turn. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I am going to... I think that I have settled on the way that Bard casts all of his spells by stomping on the ground Stomp and clap. Yep. So you're just like a flannel-wearing caster. Stomp, clap, Yeah, stomp, exactly. Clap. Stomp, yeah. clap. I'm a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yep. I uh, ra- raise one of my fists and uh, plunge it towards the water and okay. draw forth a stream of water that shoots at the pirate and then turns to ice. I'm going to make a spell attack roll. Spell attack roll. Oh. 18. Interesting. Okay. Um, that is going to be a hit. Okay. So. This is that the, the one remaining dog, correct? No, this is the pirate. pirate. This is the pirate. Okay, it's the pirate. Yes. Dog has ran away, so. Well, the one of them has run away. Yes, one of them has disappeared, and one of them has... Well, yeah, yeah. Both have moved away. Yes. Okay. In the same so, way that the one that bit you and then blinked back and then ran up and bit you again yes, yes. moved away. All right, I'll so Pirate it. takes 1d10 damage. Nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. And He's then has, looking rough. And then has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. What does this look like as he takes damage here? So this, this stream of water jets forth from the ocean, turns into okay. a, a shard of ice that just glass into his, like one of his forearms and pierces yeah him. okay okay and what happens when he fails his dexterity saving throw <laughs> maybe he he raises his arm up to eyesight and is like ah this ice shard and then it okay. promptly explodes in his face oh, no. and does 2d6 more damage oh okay he dies he dies okay. he dies yeah. all very right nice. very nice good spell what is that spell that is ice shard. Ice shard. Or ice knife. That's what ice called. knife. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've, I've not played uh, a lot of like castery druids. Uh, the druids I've played have been more like yeah, wild, wild shape, so. wild shaping, and like nature. You know, like I can talk to plants, that kind of shit. Um, right. Then I will spend my move. How how much do you think it would cost? Like difficult terrain to move across these. Uh... Uh, seeing as you are standing on top of a. a uh, crate that is around your height. Yes, it's difficult terrain. There's okay, like so a like couple one, of feet two, gap between each of these three, crates. Four, five. Yeah. Can I do that? Sure, absolutely. All right. I just uh, go so hop, you're hop, standing hop. like at the end of the pier, pretty much here. Yeah, you know, you're one square down away from the end of the pier. Kind of like take cover behind one of these crates, just trying to hide from the evil okay. dog. Okay. And that'll be my turn. All right, Jesse, Garzalek, lay it on me. All right, I'm. Uh, I, this, I got to give this dog one shot. Uh, Cars is going to run straight up to this dog, and in typical fashion, he's going to get right up on it. Okay. Arms rattling his rattling his sword against his shield and his armor with yeah. blood on the with blood all over the pier from the other dog and this pirate guy literally on ice. He's just yeah. going to bellow, "Go on, get out of here, you mutt!" and do his okay. best just to scare this thing off already he doesn't want to i mean he doesn't he didn't want to fight it came down to it so he's just trying to end this roll me an intimidation check with advantage i will give you you needed it with a four as your primary roll (laughs) uh 15 though i'm gonna say does it it um it looks frightened. It doesn't move right away, um, but it is its turn next. 
And is that the all all that you're going to do? That is all I will do. Okay. It looks just as frightened as you uh, of, of you as the other one did. Um, and it just sort of blinks forward a short distance, or sorry, backwards a short distance, and then begins to run away. All right. And the dogs seem like they are out of the equation, and the pirate is dead, but you notice something else happening. That The wind is sort of picking up a little bit, and you see this bird flapping down in circles and circles, getting tighter and tighter around you until eventually it is only a few feet away from above your head, Cars. And it looks like a sort of greenish pelican. Interesting. Um, It is going to get really close to you and then sort of flap its wings and bank backwards a little bit hovering in the air right there, and then leap forward, transforming into this creature. Before you is standing a bipedal frog person with a hat that looks like the severed head of a fish. It's holding in its hand some intestines and viscera and is holding a staff of gnarled wood. Oh. Shit. Then, trees. You're making your way back through town. It's only been a little bit. Is there anything that we want to hear from trees about before you arrive back at... uh, You're you're heading to Oakland House, potentially? Um, yeah. I, uh, I imagine that, uh that Cars and Bart are just sitting there waiting for me to report back. Okay. So I'll make check my way in. to see okay. them there. Excellent. We'll check in Cause... also with Crow. I think after Crow, Crow's had a, after she's had a minute to just kind of catch her breath, she will start to try and propel her little ice flow, like a little outboard motor, sure. using her shape water cantrip just slowly burble it back towards where she thinks the pier is. Using shape water. Okay. Okay. So I think we sort of see you like almost looking like uh, doing like qigong kind of exercises with like wavy arms pulling this this water along with you and pushing it out of the way and uh, letting your craft move through the ice. Um, As you travel, you, you do feel a little bit of just the cold setting in and you know it's been maybe 30 seconds or something for you as you have uh traversed this this area here and gotten your bearings um and you you just sort of have a thought to yourself like this is going to require uh some endurance even if it's not physically propelling yourself to the shore just enduring the cold for however many minutes it takes you to get back it, it scares you, I think, a little bit. Yeah, man, I am soaked through completely, so with yeah. no hope of lighting a fire to no. get warm on this little ice ice cube. Yeah. Okay. So, Bart, seeing this frog creature materialize out of a pelican's body onto the dock, what do you do? I mean, can I make? 
like an insight check on this thing to see if it like is it looking at did it like land aggressively is it like looking like it's hostile at all i'm um, just looking at it i mean i i personally don't think that you need to roll an insight check to read that this thing is showing up to this fight sure at a moment where it looks like tides have turned for one side and okay. it looks pretty fucking unfriendly even okay. if it's not uh turning into uh you know it's not assuming crane pose at you you know like right right but like you know i was wondering like maybe if it landed and like kept running like at cars kind of or no, see, but like it used its move there. action and it sure. landed and it turned into this thing and i think it sort of assumes a bit of a stance holding right. okay. aloft these entrails and holding in its offhand a staff we love entrails um i will infestation it so I will kind of dip my head out from behind uh, this crate, uh, okay. cast infestation. So he needs to make a saving throw. Okay. I believe it's it is easy. Constitution. It's thirteen for me. Okay. It's going to roll. That's a save. Okay. So then nothing happens. Okay, nothing happens. So what does it look like as nothing happens? Uh, I, I blow my aggressive cloud of fleas at it again. And they kind of go maybe swarm around. Okay. It. Maybe, they, maybe they just oh. land on the dead fish head and eat it. Uh, I think what it does thing. is the aggressive cloud of fleas comes to the entrails and actually begins sort of circling those. Fair enough. And then, um, can I make a hide check behind this here crate? Um, I think I'm going to say that you can, but I will make you do it with disadvantage after using a spell to attack a sure. thing that just landed. I cannot stealth behind this crate to the five. Five. Yeah, that's not going to do it, dude. Okay, that's fine. And that'll be my turn. Okay. Next up, Karzalek, you are five feet away from this thing, and it's it's really kind of squaring off with you, it looks like. Well, Karzalek is... So, as a player, I'm going to say your hat, your fish hat, hat is stupid looking, but <laughs> in character, Karz is just going to give a good old dormant bellora, and he's going to run up, and he's going to actually try grapple this slimy-looking feller. Okay. That's an opposed athletics. Wizard athletics from the way... You still have advantage, by the way. So, Heck yeah. yes. Nat 20. Holy crap. <laughs> you really needed it. It got a 19 on that. <laughs> so that's nice. 19 versus 21 is the low roll. 23 is the high. Damn. Okay. Um, Slimy dude. Dang. Okay. Yeah. You grab him, though, and you feel like he's got warty skin, and he's got these big yellow eyes that sort of glow a little bit. You're a bit disgusted by this creature. And um, make me a history check, both of you. Okay. Love history. Ooh. Is Seven. The I love Nat history. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Your time in Schloss Glacier as, as a militiaman, you haven't encountered too many of these. Even on your scouting uh, runs outside the city, you know, they mostly sent you down into dwarven places along the right. underground highways and to uh, surface mining villages and that kind of stuff. 
but car uh sorry but uh bart you as a gobbling as uh someone who has spent a lot of time out in the balgal peninsula as was established before you know that this is a bullywug a frog person they are commonly known to be one of the most antisocial swamp species that you can commonly come across. They're not that rare of a species. They're actually a little bit numerous in certain areas, um, but they're not the kind of person that you see, oh, look, a bullywug trader coming to town. No, they kind of keep to their own kind and don't like people that don't value the same kind of things like fish head hats, holding entrails, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. That's what their society is based around, right? That is, uh, that are two of the pillars of their society, actually. <laughs> They're like, how are your entrails doing today? What, what kind of fish are you wearing? Ooh. I, I personally, I personally think that a gar would be nice. A nice gar hat. Mm. Okay. Um, yep. interesting. Pike. Maybe, maybe someday. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, what do you do, uh, with, uh, this, uh, knowledge i mean do i know anything about bullywugs like do i know like are they particular do they like dislike being like do they i mean it's a frog person right so like you don't know if you're looking for like if a damage uh sensitivity you know no sure but they they don't have any that you know of but you know they're a humanoid roughly your height they're pretty small so you imagine that they're not known for being super buff most of the time right that's all, all i'll give you Okay. So, I believe um, that was Cars' turn, grappling it, correct? Yep. Yep. And are you going to do anything else? Um, nope. That's it. Okie dokie. The Bullywug is going to try to break the grapple first. Uh, what do you get, Jesse? Oh, yeah, sorry. What do I, I roll for athletics again? Athletics, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Oh, 21. Nice. Okay. It tr- it struggles against your grasp, and it, it fails to, just you know, break free at all. Um, and I believe that's its turn. Uh, it, it croaks loudly. Uh, we're back to Bart. Brew. Hmm, what do I do in this situation? This is kind of weird. I don't know what you would do. You uh, you see your, your friend now uh, over the last week. I think you guys have kind of bonded a little bit. Your friend and ally, Karzalek, has actually grabbed the one remaining, uh, seems, right. enemy combatant on the field. Uh, yes. And it tried to struggle out of its grasp, and uh, it can't. I it's am talking more about mechanically due to the fact that, like, uh... Yeah, I have this, the abilities I have against a target that is grappled is interesting. It's like oh. not a, definitely not a clear choice. <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. Well, I mean, how how's how's Bart feeling right now? Are you are you feeling good? You feeling yeah, I'm hurt? All right, you, uh, I'm not feeling too bad. Okay, so how far are you? Just uh, fifteen feet. Uh, I'm going to move here just jumping back over on top of the the crate boink 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 yep okay (laughs) 
And I will... Ah, uh, this is so awkward. Let me check the wording of the spell. Here for sure. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, I what will just I will just attack it with my sling. I will break my sling out and okay. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Swing it around my head a couple of times and. We'll see Bart kind of hop back on the crates and uh, cross a couple of them. You get within five feet of this thing and go boop, 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 and throw it. Uh, get a 17, seventeen to hit. On a hit. That is okay. a hit. Nice. And a total of five bludgers damage. As oh, yeah. Go knock his stupid hat off. Okay. Go knock his hat off. Um, I, let's see. Let's see here. No, I think it was 17. No, you don't knock Damn his hat it. off. But you, you, knock him, you knock him one in the big frog cheek real good. Mm, um, take that, frog cheek. <laughs> you, you, you dastardly bullywug. Slimy fella. Uh, and uh, that'll be my turn. There's my roll 20 thingy. Uh, I'm gonna try to spit on this frog man and pass my turn. <laughs> Alright, next in the order is Karzalek. Alright, um, I have a question. Um, yes. I was wondering, Kars, so Cars uh, is packing rope and manacles. Is there any possibility that he could try to um, get this guy down and get him um, bound? And if not, if he can't do it within his turn, um, perhaps call over to Bart to help him like, yeah. get this guy. So, so this is something that I have handled before. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, how 5th edition by the rules does this but I have read the rules and I have read them again and I've read forums about the rules because this has happened especially in one campaign that I ran a long time ago now, like last year, not that long ago. Um, and manacling somebody is essentially like um, grappling them. But when you are upright, I think you have more of an ability to resist being manacled than when you are pinned. So to give someone the pinned condition, you need to basically beat them at a second grappling attempt when you have them grappled, right? So okay. you're, you're standing upright with somebody, you grab them by the lapel of their shirt or their jacket, right? Manicling them from there, that's, that's difficult. But if you take them from the lapel and then you force them down, you knead them in the stomach and you put them down and you grab their hands and you wrench them behind. That, I think that's like a separate action. Um, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And knowing that, applying his uh, militiaman training, chasing down pickpockets and riffraff, Cars is going to go for a leg sweep to try get this guy pinned on the ground. Leg sweep. Okay. And I like the flavor. Yeah. Would it be out of Would it be out of place to say he also yells over to Bart, Hey, help me get a help me get this slimy bugger tied up. Um, I think that that is absolutely reasonable. Um, okay. okay. So try to leg sweep. One more athletics check coming your way. Nice. What the? He's natural rolled. 20. I, well, he rolled pretty good. Okay. Not that good. Not uh, that good. You pin this bully book. Right. Bart responds to your yell, by the way. He's like... I, I am, I'm going your way, Karzalek. Just give me a moment to get off this crate. Okay. 
So pinning him gives him the prone condition. And we are, I believe, at his turn. Now, I, my gut says here, there's nothing against casting while you're prone, correct? As long as you can get the somatic component out, the verbal uh, component out. I'm looking it up as well. Sounds but, legit to me. Yeah, you should be able to. Right? Yep. You know, refrain. If you had the manacles on, maybe you yeah. wouldn't be able to do the somatic component. But just yeah, checking. you still can. Checks out Okay. How does okay. this spell work? When you pin this frago, it croaks almost like this uh, subsonic like vibration rattles you for a second. And its arms, you know, fidget in this weird, awkward motion. Uh, and some of the entrails splash onto your armor. And let's see how well it rolls. <laughs> it seems to like bulge out a little bit like it's it's a uh, I don't know the frog technical term it's uh it's throat sack you know inflates mm -hmm. a fair amount and its muscles seem like they swell up with it and we're back at Bart's turn got a dwarf pinning a frog in front of you, five feet away. You're on top of Nothing the Nothing unusual to see here. Nothing weird. Yeah. Nothing at all. Looking at rules. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that in this episode. This is a weird combat, you guys. Yep. Sorry, trying to, trying to, trying to do, think of options aside from smacking things, but... No, no, I, no, it's I, I, as a DM, I always love it when people try to take uh, monsters alive, you know? That's, that's the best. Che is currently reading um, the rules for uh, sandstorm fatigue, right? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm reading the rules for uh, being prone and in a grapple. Because it affects, like, what my spells do and stuff like that. No, so. of course. I mean, yeah, they're like, uh, they that wasn't a sentence. And that, yeah, of course, no, like, yeah, and, uh, yeah, is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do, Bart? Okay, what, I'm, what going, do I'm do? going, I'm going to, uh, swarm him with fleas. So he has to make a constitution okay. saving throw. Infestation, yes. Yep. Constitution, DC 13. Not 16. Save. Okay, he's fine. So, um, I am going to pass. Okay. Bart, just trying to get these bugs to work for him. The bugs seem to like this guy. They're, they don't want to hurt this guy. Friendly bugs. Um, friendly bugs. Cars, you're up again. This is like round five or six. We're just, it's starting to get real quick because you guys are just trying to manacle this guy. You, you're, that's what you're going to do, yeah? That's, that's the goal. That's the dream. Okay. One more check and you get, you get the manacles on this thing. All right. One more athletics. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's... Uh, yes. Nope, you What's have advantage. Role? You have advantage. Yeah. Another yeah. Death okay. Okay. Yep. All right. right. <laughs> this thing... Jesus Christ. This, <laughs> this thing also has advantage. No. <laughs> because but it a is natural buff now. But a natural 20 is still hard to beat. It's a beefy, buffy, bully one. 
Oh, it was close. Let me see its modifier. Ah, no, it was close though. You manacle my frog. Uh. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Okay. Frog legs for dinner, boys. Yeah. It, it, it croaks loudly in agitation. Does anyone Good here deal. speak frog? And I mean, I can speak with animals. I don't know if it counts as an animal. You guys, <laughs> you guys, uh, basically just take this thing into custody. Is that the? Uh, like, what's the I plan it's, here? It's out of Cars' jurisdiction, but I think that's his plan, unless uh, Bart has other ideas. I think Bart is going to hop off of his crate, and if this creature seems restrained, going to yeah. walk up to it and try to knee it very hard in okay. the frog I was going to ask, my next question was going to be, it seems like it's resisting a lot still. Do you yeah. incapacitate it in some way, or do you just want yeah, to... Yeah, I want to knee it in the frog nuts. Okay. You're going to knee it in the frog nuts. I think you knee it in the frog nuts, and it just you know goes down it doesn't take uh much much doing at this point and we're not going to act out the violence that you do to this poor unsuspecting oh fish hat wearer. unsusspecting literally uh, landed to attack us. innocent innocent yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> i want to take the frog's Good. hat i want the frog's yes, hat take that shit is he one best dressed point. in frog school <laughs> um he might have okay. been something where you came from boy <laughs> oh boy Okay, you got him. <laughs> now what? You're out of combat. I want to get answers from this frog. I mean, or at least Cars' plan was to initially try to extract answers from the pirate, which uh, clearly would be a thing. All right, I mean, well, go ahead and see if this fella speaks the, the common languages. Yeah, I guess Cars will just, while he's, like, firmly got this guy pinned, uh, Oh, jeez. Where'd he even begin? Like, you're holding down a dude frog with a... Covered in entrails and a fish hat. <laughs> and do not, don't forget the gnarled wooden staff. I and guess we can describe now what, what he's, he's wearing as well. He's wearing, like, a big leather shift with a dark cord around his waist. Uh, he seems like he's got a couple of things in pouches. Um... You know, this big, like, runic scarf, I guess? A runic scarf? It's, uh, it's got, uh, these, like, embroidered, uh, in the, in the leather, this red leather, it's got embroidered symbols. Well, Bart is definitely gonna pick the stack, like, kick the staff away from this creature and, like, pick it up. Okay, I think it, after this much pain, it is just, like, on the ground and, like, just kind of squirming and groaning. Like, it's not unconscious, but it's just like, ow, and I'm manacled, and ow. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to just kind of look at cars and just kind of nod towards the bullywog, and I'm going to mm -hmm. uh, go back over to the pirate, uh, loot, strip, and then push him into the water. Okay. Strip like you're taking his shirt and his undies. Yeah, or like, all the clothes. All the clothes, even the undies. Even those undies. Wow. Yep, they're okay. mine. <laughs> this is this is way dirtier of a podcast than I thought it was going to be. Oh <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, okay, so on the pirate, you find. 
Uh, 75 copper pieces. Fuck yeah. Um, 64 silver, which is much better. This guy's rolling. Um, and a silver fork. Nice. Uh, as well as a, you know, the, the classic thing that you guys found a lot back in episode three, the pirate fight. You guys found a bunch of scimitars. You found light leather armor on them, you know, yep. uh, shirt, pants. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to take his piratey outfit, basically. Is this one had a short bow as well instead of the, uh, the firearm? Okay, I'll write that down. Might be useful. You got a. Hey, you never know when you're gonna need a bow to make a, a arrows. Attack. Yeah. Um. He has. Let's see. Yeah. He has some arrows. He has fifteen arrows. All right. Thank you much. Uh, Go ahead. And cars. A, of course, a, a quiver for that. Uh, yeah. But nothing else really notable. And you're you sort of puzzle over like why they left such a mundane guard, though. You know, he did sort of occupy the like face of the cargo. Uh, there's a guy minding it, you know, as they left. And you did encounter three other guards. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, guards. Okay, um, three things. One, just to kind of help set an image. You said those uh, those uh, the pillars, the wooden pillars supporting the pier to the each side of the pier, they're about yes. waist height? They're about waist height. Yeah, they're not even okay. that uniform. They're, this is an old-looking pier. There's like uh, algae kind of growing along the, the base of it uh, in this big drift, and there's mussels and cockles uh, and other sort of stuff growing around in, in the area here. It's high tide, so you only see the tip top of them. Uh, okay. You know, awesome. The water's pretty high up because we established in in our Discord here. We established that it is uh, in the month of Lamashan, which is fall which is also right around now, about almost a week since the events uh, at, the uh, at Schloss Flesher, when you began your journey to the lighthouse. It is now the new moon, with a, just a very tiny sliver of a moon. All right, and awesome. And I tied. Excellent. And so just so he doesn't have to lay on the frog and just kind of set the image, uh, could cars kind of just drag the guy, what, five feet over um, sure. to, what, uh, what, to the... Um, to the right and kind of tie him up against one of these pillars so he's like kind of sitting up sure but you could yeah they're, they're high enough that you could tie him up too um, okay just yeah definitely you could, you could tie him around and also there's ample rope around here like there's literally a coil oh. of rope about 10 feet away from you this big awesome, coil of awesome. rope okay cool I'll uh, just it's, it's uh, not it's not the kind of rope that you could bind his hands with or something not that you need that because he's manacled but it's like you know something like a, like a line that would be tossed to a ship to moor it to this pier um, oh excellent nice so thick rope very thick rope like as thick as a hamburger okay well i say so i guess uh, firstly well uh cars will tie him up to that one of those pillars right there okay uh second he'll shout over to bart after he's done there i think we should see what's in these crates and turning back to the frog with a with a slight smirk of victories you're ugly looking one aren't you what's your business here uh he's pretty woozy um and, and sort of just speaks a little bit to you in a language you don't understand and it sounds kind of like croaking and spitting mm. lovely i mean nice. you don't you don't speak fully well do you i i do not okay <laughs> 
he, he doesn't seem inclined to give you the the whole spiel here. The whole Meanwhile, ribbit. yeah, ribbit, ribbit is, I think, the uh, summary there. Meanwhile, I think, Trees, you're making your way back into town proper. Uh, you're winding your way past that fork that you took to follow the wagon where it turned instead of going up the uh, bluff to the cemetery, it went on the lower side of the bluff and the sand dunes towards the defunct industrial piers there, the abandoned structures. Uh, you're making your way back towards where the road joins back to Main Street. Precisely, yeah. I just like uh, take a kind of a nonchalant look towards the, uh, what was it called? The, the Crabber... Crabber's Cove. The Crabber's Cove. I, I take a look that way to like see if there's any sort of uh, disturbance and then keep walking towards Oland House. Um, you you see one thing. It doesn't really look like, a, like much of a disturbance. You see a couple of lights moving towards another single light in the distance. Like maybe there's a pair of torches or lanterns approaching the singular torch that you saw uh, with the old man and the young boy. Okay, um, I uh, just keep walking towards, um, and if I make it back to Olin House in time, I yes. go straight up to the room and deposit the gold bar up there before okay. I go and try to find I think that's what we see is trees walking upstairs. You see that guy um, who you know, was telling you guys about the dishwashing shifts, and he uh, said he had a shift soon, and uh, he was going to be working. Uh, he He's just sort of hanging around. He's got a beanie on. He's smoking a rolly cigarette. And he's, uh, gives you a bit of a, like a, hey, kind of as you walk upstairs, I guess. Well, good to see you, Tim. Ah, th- th- you, you too. I don't remember Tim's voice. This is Tim's voice now. <laughs> uh, okay. And you deposit it in like one of the, uh, hotel-style dresser drawers up there, like where they would yeah. keep the uh, the Bible, or in this world, uh, the Book of Clovity. Yeah, and I put, like, I have some, like, uh, extra sets of clothes, too, that I put on top of it to make sure to you hide, hide it, it. Okay. in some kind of way, yeah. Yeah, and then we hear the friction of wood on wood as you push the drawer back in, and we're back to Crow, paddling as best as she can mm-hmm. with the shape water spell. Um, and you are feeling, you're just, it's its like this gnawing sensation as it gets worse and worse. You ever go to a store and you grab a bunch of drinks from the cold section, from the, the fridge, and then you find yourself waiting in line and you're holding like a bunch of very cold beverages. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but a million times worse as you're waiting <laughs> to get back to shore. Um, as you are approaching it, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Sounds good. I imagine she's like shaking and shivering so much. It's like hard to keep her spell casting going. Sure. Yeah, um, it's like sputtering and fits and starts as you as you arrive yeah. on the shore. And it gets less graceful and more just like a little desperate doggy paddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Constitution. All right. 
Oh, yeah. Six. That's a six. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you gain one level of exhaustion. Oh, I've had these before. These aren't oh, so bad. <laughs> so you have disadvantage on any skill check until you take a long rest. All right. And I think what we see is Crow sort of like your your craft, like you run out of juice as you reach the shallow enough water to clamber off it and take a couple of really shaky steps back onto the shore. Like how gracefully you left the land, going invisible, waiting out the guards, sneaking past them, walking down stairs, like literally a few steps behind certain pirates when you were on board and seeing all the crazy shit you saw. Now I think we see you kind of just fall to your knees and brace yourself on the rocky, sandy shore, only 200 feet from the pier where your allies were. Or probably still are, actually. Yeah, I think uh, I think Crow would try just to head back to the Olin house to try to get warm. This makes sense. So then I think we just jump cut to you standing, dripping, soaking wet right outside this like big public house that is a communally run, nice, feel good place. Uh, you know, it's a little rough, the paint's wearing, but you're basically welcomed inside by a group of a few people who are uh, like, what, what the fuck happened to you? Oh my God, come here, like get inside. We'll get you by the fire. Here's a blanket. Do you need to change your clothes? Do you need food, water? Like what's you know, and they, they just sort of like mob you with love and care. Aww. I retire from adventuring and I just enjoy my peaceful <laughs> life of mutual support. Start, you start a folk <laughs> punk band at the Oland house. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I just kind of wordlessly try to you know, not shiver too embarrassingly. Yeah. And keep my poise about me, but accept all the help they can offer. Okay. Um,. We got trees upstairs, we got Crow inside, and we jump back to the end of the pier. This bullywug, at least trying to talk to it, it's just croaking at you and sort of dribbling this gross, viscous saliva out of its mouth. And every once in a while, some of the residual insects from around you, it's you know, like extends its tongue and grabs one of the bugs in the air and eats it. <laughs> you want to go first, Bart? Uh, sure. I'll like... <clears throat> Bart will push as hard as he can and push the naked pirate off the pier. Okay, so you dispose of the evidence as best yep. you can. Sploosh. Okay. And then I uh, mean, saunter... The the body's not going very far is it it's not going very far i was gonna say as best you can you dispose Lay of it by kicking the it off the edge of this pier and i um, gonna wash up 30 feet on shore right I, there. I will remind you that you are in lantern and torchlight not very bright and it is let's go back to this map here um it is. I added because last episode it was like, what time is it? Is it 10? Is it 4? Is it midnight? Ben doesn't know. Um, now, the bottom right of your map, there's a clock. Okay? It's 10 p.m. <laughs> and 20 minutes is when we started that fight, right? So now I need to change it. 
Hey, I, I was curious how. at what time Crow and I both got back. You would have gotten back at 10.24. Exactly. Because I've been thinking about it all week. Okay. If cool. you booked it back immediately. So. Yeah, I wasn't dilly-dallying too much. Yeah. So. Let me. Oh, that's why it's not coming up. Okay. Uh, so I'm back at Olin House at 10.24. I better get a watch to justify all this in-game. So you, you arrive back at Olin House um, as the fight with the Bullywug and the Blink Dogs and the Pirate on the edge of the pier concludes. What's important that we need to know is Bart, Karzalek, what do you do right now? Uh, I mean, uh, you go for it. Uh, Bart is going to wait for the frogman to, to stick his tongue out again and then is going to try to grab it. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You grab it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to grab his tongue. And I'm just going to pull him, pull him down towards me so he's like, you know, or up okay. towards me if he's on the ground. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Tell me, you big slimy git. Where's Molly? And I'm gonna yank on his tongue, tongue some more. And he, okay, and he goes. Oh, oh, sorry. And I'm gonna let go of his tongue. Molly. Yes. It's high. I'm gonna like you know show how high she is. Red hair, halfling looking little girl. He narrows his eyes at you and just like kind of drools that icker that is now kind of covering your uh, your hand a little bit. Doesn't seem caustic or anything, but it's certainly unpleasant smelling. Yes. Ours is going to ruffle his hair, run his hand through his hair, ruffle his head in frustration, mulling over how the heck are they going to get answers out of this guy who seemingly does not, seemingly has can mimic clearly enough, but not aware whether he can actually speak the common tongue. While doing that, he'll turn around to the crates on the other uh, side of the pier. Sure. And he's just going to go ahead and just try to pry off the lid of one and as he thinks of what to do next with um, okay. our little bully friend, um, find out what's They've been guarding so, you know, direly over here. So you see inside this one crate that you pry open, um, it's like tools is what you first think when you open it. Um, there's like some tongs and uh, a bunch of sawdust is actually packing the crate. Like they're trying to protect the contents of it. Um, it, it seems like the sawdust got a little bit wet, but not anything crazy. It's a little bit moist as you sort of fish through it, and you pull out tongs and a hammer, and then you, you pull out a couple of uh, punches, which are like, you know, met metallic uh, rods of different sizes that are stamped on their sides with how wide they are. Uh, it's like blacksmithing tools primarily in this one, but then at the bottom, you also find a bunch of discs of pure silver that are like, 
I used uh, the measurement before as a rope about hamburger thickness. These are discs of silver that are about hamburger patty thickness, uh, like pucks. Um, wow. You know, I was going to mutter a very profane Dwarven curse under his breath at the sight. So it's like just, you know, this is some expensive smithing gear right here and probably what you think you would need to silver something. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, I will, Cars will uh, pocket. How much, how much silver is at the bottom of this crate? Uh, let's see. There is... 16. There are 16 individual pucks of silver that are each about one hamburger patty in width and height. Okay. Well, he'll pull one out, um, kind of like wave one, look over his shoulder back at Bart, wave one and be like, well, at least we didn't get out of this fight with nothing. But we'll get that information still. We'll split this amongst the rest of the house. And he'll swipe all those 16 patties of okay. silver. Uh, the hammers, the tongs, the punches, yep. the um, tools, as, the as much tools. as it's reasonable. Okay. Go I ahead mean. and add to your inventory blacksmith tools. Okay. Okay. What should uh, we do with this one, though? Can't talk? Can't understand us? Doesn't seem to know a damn thing. He croaks at you one time. I understand you. Foul halfling. Oh. Ooh. Well, why didn't you say something, you big big I just don't give a damn. Well, that's awfully nihilistic of you, isn't it? Why don't you give a damn? He eats a gnat. I'm going to pull out a good Bugsy and be like, now, give you one of these if you just cooperate a little bit. And he laughs in a croaking way and uh just it's amused with your attempt to carrot and stick well i i tried the being friendly bit now i guess it's your turn guys uh, you've got only a few minutes until somebody gets suspicious here Cars is going to tromp back over, and he's going to clobber this dude straight on the side of the head. Okay. Uh, give me an attack roll. Unarmed attack. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, how do I pull Just roll a d20 this? plus your strength modifier, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I'll just let's see. Do you have advantage because he's restrained? Sure. Advantage. Yeah. Oh, well, and there you go. You got a 20. So, yes, you clock this guy right good. And uh, how much damage do you do with an unarmed strike? It was 1d4, I believe, yes? Yep. Plus strength. <laughs> okay, that's four damage. And you just bah, hit him right in the frog jaw. And, and he with, spits out a little blood. With that, Cars will add, Well, you, you have two options here. Your friends can come and find you dead. Or your friends can come and find you bound up here looking as sad as you are now. Meh. What are you gonna do with me? That's totally upon you, my friend, and what information you can share with us. How's nothing sound? Mm. He's gonna go for another swing. 
Okay. Yeah, and B Bart is going to say, really fucking bad. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Should I just roll for damage again? Ah, just roll for damage again. Five. Okay. He's looking pretty fucked up. Um, and he's got this big bruise welling up around where his jaw meets his skull. And he's just croaking a little bit and laughing and, and just blood running down from his mouth. And We have friends on the Rust Tide Rider that we don't know if they're dead or alive. But we can make sure that when your comrades arrive, that won't be the case. Where is the ship going? He he just keeps laughing and looks at you and says, You think I work for that ship? They don't care about me. They don't even know. I... If news of my defeat got back, I would be dead anyway. Just kill me. If you don't work for the ship, or those pirates, then who do you work for? He's croaking. Oh, God. Come on now. Even a bullywog. Each of you, roll me an intimidate check. This guy looks like the light is kind of fading from his eyes as you guys are standing in the black night here. 15 from Karzalek. 10 from Bart. He croaks and just closes his eyes and you start to hear him say something slow and low in that language that you don't understand. Maybe just hit him one more time, cause <laughs> that's the solution here. Just, just continue the violence, and you will get all the information. Hundred percent guaranteed. Ask any torturer. Always. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, <laughs> would be. Okay, um, each of you roll me a perception check. Eight. Seven. Seven. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Okay. Karzalek is, again, growing visibly frustrated. Blast! This isn't getting us anywhere. But I... Uh, Bart is going to raise his hand and be like, Look, Bullywog, if... Perhaps our tactics have been a little bit rough. I, I, I will cop to that. But you startled us. Now, you say you don't work for the ship. And you came on here and roughed up that... man. Yes, we did. Because I we're looking for my daughter, Molly. Chocolate red hair, halfling. Now, if you said that you don't work for the ship... And you even mentioned that maybe they would kill you if they found out you'd failed. Perhaps our interests align somewhat. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Well, you can live, perhaps, and not go back to the ship. 
Or as I see it, maybe you just die here tonight. No place here. Rinkoping. Only in the swamp. The world is large, Bullywook. My life is over. Alright, he's gonna throw up his hands and he's like, God, I can't stand depressed people. <laughs> and you see the Bullywug is fidgeting with his hands. He's trying to do something with them. He's you know, still regaining a little bit of just last bit of vigor to try to break free. I mean, Bart is going to, like, step on his fingers. Ah! And, Carr, I mean, as, as a player, I would continue uh, the interrogation, but seeing any sort of fidgeting, Cars would go for another swing. Okay. Uh, he's knocked out now. Okay. He's, he's out cold, or at least is going to lay there motionless with his eyes closed in a bloodied state. And if you want to continue to try to steal the secrets from his flesh, you can, but um, he, he's not going to share right now. Uh, also, the two of you hear something as your interrogation continues in the torchlight at the end of this pier at around... 10.30 at night. You hear the whistle of something that is pretty universal from town to town. It sounds like you're in trouble. And you see a guardsman from the town of Rinkobing standing at the intersection a ways away from the pier. And he's booking it towards the pier, thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to go break up this fight. What do you do? Well, first things first, Cars is going to sheathe, sheathe his sword and, um, you know, put his shield in a, you know, passive position. Clearly showing his hands to the okay. sides, unarmed. Trees. Uh, Crow, make me perception checks. Yeah, um... Yeah, I was going to say before that I had wanted to go and find them. Like, I wanted to go back down to the deck where I thought they were. Once mm. I had hidden it. Okay. Okay. I know it's too late to say that now. Okay. But so you your uh, modus operandi was going upstairs, stashing the gold, and going back to find where yeah, your friends were. To check so in trees, with them because you're that coming was what down I was the stairs when you and what, what did you roll? I rolled a twelve. Okay. Yeah, you're coming down the stairs as you hear the whistle that you're pretty accustomed to of like police hmm. outside. Uh, yeah. I know that. And, I know that pitch. And uh, Crow, sitting by the hearth, um, where there's a, a hearty stew being cooked up for you by the chef, who's, who's just trying to take care of you at this point. You also hear pretty keenly with an 18, this is the whistle outside. Someone is going to get busted for something right now. Does the stew look ready to eat? Not yet. They're making uh, it. They're heating okay. it up for you. It's not ready. You know, actually, hold on. Roll for stew. Roll for stew. Uh, yeah. That's plus your stew modifier? What's, yeah, what's your stew modifier? Yeah, what's your stew modifier? Uh, I think I have, an I have an advantage on all stew checks. Plus like two to stew. Modifier is There's the name of the episode right there. Plus two to stew. Plus two to stew. Yeah! 
If it's not even ready yet, I guess I'll go investigate. Uh, probably my companions getting themselves in the yeah. trouble. You have a thought like, I don't... Oh, that stew looks good. I don't want to... That's probably not that... Oh, it's fucking probably them. I probably uh, make like a no... I like make eye contact with, on my way down the stairwell and like see yeah. Crow and like see yeah, that yeah. she's freezing. And, and and like, but we also like hear the sound, and I like make a head tilt outwards, like we yeah. should probably get out there. And and That's you are right. no longer a bear, right? Or are you? I am no longer a bear. A bear. Okay. Can we established that. Right. Yeah. Please is just <laughs> sure. just the cat person now. Just, just normal totally furry. Normal, okay. Normal furry cat person. Normal furry thing with ears. Yeah. Alrighty, I'll just kind of uh, follow along behind trees as we head outside. Okay. Um, so everything went swimmingly, I assume. <laughs> Doesn't seem that way, Trees. Uh, should I make a box over us? Um, keep that oh, one ready. We can't see. Yes. All right. Just, just be, be ready to go on the box strategy. It's a good idea. All right. Okay. So we'll the two of you sort of pop out the back kitchen door to where you guys uh, had earlier. I forget which one of you was it. Uh, Jay, you were like mucking out the latrine trench that was yep. going down to the. So you, you walk your way past that little thing. You step over a little wooden bridge that goes over it, just a couple of planks, and you're standing in what was probably during the earlier fall a uh, a nice garden uh, for the Oland house, just like some little produce right there. And you're looking out at the pier, and you see now just like trot 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 a, uh, a guard uh, walking. Uh, pretty quickly, uh, not not quite like full sprint, but just you know, he's booking it towards the pier right now, and he's got a lantern and he's got a sword drawn. Um, I'll yell, guard, wait. And he turns and looks at you. Uh, what? 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 Huh? Son, I think he went that way. He turns his head. The trees. What? But there's a there's a fight, and he starts to take another step. I think I know what happened to Joby. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get his attention. He uh, hold on. Let me uh, let me roll for this and see how sure. he's gonna he's gonna roll an insight check here. It's the news okay. of the town. Surely he wants it to be the, the one the that finds and, and Joby. He, he hesitates for a second. And he's like, I, you, you stay right there. You stay right there. And he just runs. And he's booking into a sprint now. Uh, and he reaches the foot of the dock. And he looks over at the two of you at the end. Bloody knuckles. Dead body of a pirate pushed off the piers. And there's blood streaking where you had him. Uh, <laughs> I tried to distract him. It didn't work. Cars. <laughs> uh, isn't sure how hard to try. Cars against his, against his better intuition is actually going to lean into it. He's going to wave at the guard. Hell, <laughs> guardsman, quick, come here. Uh, it was an uh, attempted robbery. Can, can I, in the, in the positioning that we're in right now, can yeah. Bart, like, syrup, like, just kind of sneakily step back and behind a pillar like i imagine that the way i had um, it in my head was that bar hiding 
Oh, no, you, you, you came out. Yes, yes, go ahead. Right, you but I kind of imagined, like, Cars stayed where he was, and I was to the right of Cars so, a little yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, so, did. like, he so, would be in I, front I'm of sorry. me. I'm sorry, was, I was back a few moments in, in our yeah. order here. So, yes, surreptitiously... The step back behind. behind the pillar, and then I would like to use my wild shape, I'm pretty sure, in okay. a way that I actually can, and turn <laughs> into a, a little crab. A little crab, okay. I'm just going to be a little crab. Yeah. Uh, gonna use your wild shape appropriately. Um, yeah, I think you can you can make a hide check. You know, uh, okay. what is that called in Dungeons and Dragons? We played this game. We know. Stealth. It's, stealth. <laughs> it's stealth. Um, I and think the game after second, I should know. <laughs> I, I think after a second, I would come running up uh, to the guardsman behind. Me. I saw somebody with some bag, and they were running off like they stole something. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "What? Hey, I." Leave me alone for a minute. Just you two. I'm trying to help you, sir. You, wait, you won. Yes. What? Me? Hey, no. <laughs> and he points at you. Um, you didn't make the, the check yet. What do you want me to make again? Stealth? A stealth check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 14. I was oh, 14. basically yeah. just trying to help with a deception check of uh, sure, somebody sure. stole something. No, I think that he's, this guard is very hairy right now. He's like, yeah. what is happening? He's um, just like pure chaos around him. He, yeah. he has no idea and, what's happening. And he, he like, I think he like puts a, a, a open uh, palm with the like, sorry, not an open palm. He, I think he, he reaches back and like touches your chest with the pommel of his sword and is like, hey, you stay back. This is this is God's business. Uh, stay back. Cars is going to come, you know, hands clearly again open. He's going to come briskly up the pier. No, Godsman, he has a point. He has a point. There was a robbery here. And he'll pull out his badge of office as he approaches. Basilic Grotze of Schloss Gletscher Militia. I was signed for a short term with the Rastide Rider that was coming out from Schloss Gletscher, as you may have seen earlier the other day. I was guarding the shipment here when this freak over here and his companions attempted a robbery. We've apprehended one, but the others got away. And he's right, he went that way. This guard, he he takes the pommel of the sword off of Tree's chest, and he's just like raising his hands up kind of now with the, with the <laughs> sword and the lantern. And he's like, what in tarnation is happening here? What, uh, hi, everybody over here right now, I'm gonna need backup. And he looks down the street and he blows his whistle and he blows his whistle and he just whistles, whistle, 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 whistle. And we sort of see the camera pan out as you see little lights, little lanterns walking the streets of Rinkobing in all sorts of different areas, sort of stop where they're moving and begin moving towards this pier. And that's where we're gonna end for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so NCIS is heating up. So, yeah, so you guys car just broke a fucking crime scene there for sure. Like, there's gonna be a little bit of heat, I think. We made sure to put all of us there at the same time too. Yeah, <laughs> you're all right hey, there. All the suspicious I'm a, people. I'm a crab. I'm a crab. Okay. Well, it's true. And, and, and one you know very what? suspicious he rolled, crab. He rolled a five on his uh, perception check to see nice. like there was a person there. Like, I I wanted to roll to see if he could see if you did that. Sure, I was a, I was a small person, but yes. Yes, but you were a small yeah, person yeah, yeah. that he saw helping beat up a frog person who is still manacled and tied to a pillar. All part of the plan. <laughs> All part of the plan. All part yeah. of the plan. Yeah. Ooh.